Okay, so awesome. So we have uh, Shabang Motion Pictures here, and uh, you know, for all of you who are watching this podcast, there's you know, there's two kinds of people who would enjoy this one. Uh, there is the the people who are joining or considering to join Shabang Motion Pictures. Uh, so this is give you a very good idea of how the department functions. Uh, and if you're from a department or considering to join a department in Shebang, which is not Shebang Motion Pictures, it'll give you a very good idea of how you can work with the department and you know get the best quality output of what we do. Uh, you know, through this uh, episode, you're going to see a lot of clips of the kind of work that we've done. And I think what's amazing about Shebang Motion Pictures, and particularly you know the guys uh, here and the team that you guys have built, is that we do really content across the spectrum. Whereas it's whether it's the most uh, refined and most expensive television commercials to uh, digital commercials to explainer videos to corporate AVs to um, you know stuff that's just phone shot and really uh, coolly presented. So it's a it's a very wide spectrum of content that we create, and also we've got a lot of uh, newer offerings like our photography hub or some of the other stuff that we're building out over time into the augmented reality stuff. So, you know, those kind of things is is also where Shebang Motion Pictures is. What I, you know, I mean, for, for everybody who's viewing and if you've been seeing our uh, YouTube channel and ads, you'll see that it's visually, I think everything that we pride ourselves on is, uh, of course, the writing is done a lot by our creative teams, but the output, visually stunning outputs is what we pride ourselves on. Uh, now, before I just go into the questions, I just want to put it out for, uh, you know, the viewers that we've got few fundamental pillars which build Shebang Motion Pictures. So, we've got the producers and we've got in the producers, we've got the executive producer and the associate producer. So, we'll go into that a little bit more. Um, we've got the agency producer which kind of is the one who links back with the creative teams uh, and ensures a seamless flow with them. We've got a directorial team and we've got post-production team. So, directorial team effectively is a, you know, a pool of uh, people that direct a lot of the films in-house. So, if you're looking to join us as a director, this will also be very interesting in terms of how uh, we work as a production house. We're going to focus a lot more on the production side of things, but I think the directors out there will get a very good idea of how we function and because, you know, whether then that makes it a very attractive workplace for you or not is something that you'll be able to very easily see. Uh, and uh, post-production is another, you know, big uh, capability that we have. So, we're going to dive into that with respect to post as well as, uh, you know, the stuff we do on animation, motion graphics there. And then we touch a bit upon the photography uh, hub and, you know, how we're kind of building that and all the capabilities that we have in-house to do stunning uh, photography. So, um, if I may, yeah. Um, only because you mentioned the idea of us doing different levels of production, different kinds of production, uh, I think it's also really imperative to note that in each team, in each of these pillars of the team, within production, direction, as well as post, and say the art hub and the photography hub, we have different levels of talent. Hmm. Which means that we don't just have executive producers and associate producers, we have a lot of talent that start off being say, we have people joining as an intern for a month, we look at progress, we promote them to a trainee producer position, which allows them to be part of multiple projects, assisting, not really doing the heavy lifting, right? Then we have another level to move into an associate producer position. So there are a lot of, uh, I would say a lot of positions where you can find yourself doing various kinds of content. So yeah. a person who joins gets to be part of the most basic level, right, where you're doing your two lakh shoots, three lakh shoots, edit based projects. The idea is that we create a progression for a career path. Yeah. Right. So I feel like we also do that with production, with direction as well. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Methods. I think that's, that's what is great about the uh, capability that we have in terms of the, you know, just the, the 
the difference of all the business that we do or the breadth of all the business that we do that allows us to cultivate talent like this you know so while you said that somebody can join in at a trainee level somebody can also join in pretty much at the highest level where you'd be building on a television Absolutely. commercial right. or you'll be building on multiple dvcs yep. uh, so actually there's a great segue to go into the producer you know uh, so aaron i just want to ask this to you in terms of uh, uh, you know Let's break this down a bit. You know the difference between the associate producer and the executive producer, and this is uh, Aaron Avi to both of you. Uh, okay. Whoever wishes to go uh, first. I think the main difference in uh, the executive producer and the associate producer, at least in our teams, would be the uh, the scale of the project that they're handling. Number one, number two is also we split up their job roles by bigger picture, smaller picture, more uh, operational led is what the associate producer would take care of, while the executive producer, of course, would handle the bigger money, uh, larger conversations, talk to the client. things like that to start off with so let's break that down you know bigger would, picture smaller picture right. i think let's break that down a bit more no so i would i would so i would agree with arin but i'd also say that it's also uh, largely what a producer does whether it's agency producer executive producer associate producer or trainee producer it is the same objective you are looking to create a film and there are parties that you collaborate with to make said film absolutely uh, i would say a big difference is that an ep an executive producer becomes a person who runs the tasks hmm the one who decides who makes the decisions like iron is saying that we are going to spend a certain amount of money here yeah. we are going to allocate these kinds of resources yeah that's what i mean by breaking down the bigger picture yeah yeah so we, the i would say the executive producer lines out the plan of action hmm. we receive a brief we understand the script we understand what the director wants and his vision his or her vision put it down and the associate producer is the one who essentially is given the opportunity to be part of that heavy lifting hmm. right where i would say the bring to life that vision yeah but i would say the point they they melt together the roles melt together quite yeah. a bit which is why yeah. you will see like aaron is saying you will have an associate producer handling a project not necessarily only assisting an executive producer yes. yeah right but the idea is also for an associate producer to get to a point where he or she is no longer running behind task list but setting Yeah. No, that's a great point that you mentioned. You know, because the uh, because it just clearly shows the interplay. You know, I think the two words that are sticking in my mind is this big picture to smaller picture versus, you know, like kind of then really deciding where to spend the money, yeah. uh, and the associate producers then executing that. But along the execution, because production is such a fluid job, right. in the execution of that, it's not just that hey, just because I've said it this way, it's going to be exactly that way. But in the execution, you learn a lot. of course uh, you know and you'll yeah. have inputs to challenge what the uh, picture of the executive producer is and then over time this associate producer then becomes a lot more experienced to be able to take the role of executive producer right true i think we also uh, in, in our teams they work very fluid in terms of uh, i think even the associate producers are given a lot of freedom to work when we trust their skill set right so they can take those smaller projects or uh, keep building on those budgets and then eventually uh, they could do handle maybe multiple projects at a time Yeah. No, I think that's a good point also that you said because oh, you know again just coming back to the point of the breadth of projects that we have and the associate producer can typically handle uh it, you know like you you talk a little bit about the smaller projects that an associate producer handles and how that becomes a segue for them to become an executive producer like how that gives us the confidence that they're able to handle it. Oh, well, I mean I would say see at the end of the day all production is kind of the same. Yeah. Right? They differ with what it looks like and what the financial value is and how much time it takes. Hmm. But the idea is that say we've had multiple scenarios where an associate producer has been we've given a lot of volume to the person to handle. Hmm. So he's handled say five or six small projects at a time and that sheer volume prepares him to step into a project that is of triple the financial value. Hmm. So because essentially it is the same tasks that you're doing. 
Yeah. Right? It's just different pressures and different timelines yeah. and different financial yeah. values that we're dealing with. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just for, uh, you know, people joining into this department, I think that there's, there's some nuance to this, right? Because the associate producer handling a lot of small projects and doing a lot of the heavy lifting is basically giving the team a lot of confidence that you can execute something end-to-end -end given within the timeline, given within the budget to deliver an output which really works and which is a beautiful output. Yeah. And you know, then there is the executive production producer who typically comes in to draw a big picture. You know, it's the word big picture is important when there's a big scale. Right. So, you know, typically that also requires a bit of experience. So the associate producer is working, you know, while they're executing the big picture of this executive producer, what the associate producer is learning is how to think about that big picture. Yeah. So the combination of understanding that you can think about big picture, you can execute big picture, while you can also execute within time and within constraints, gives you a solid background to then become an executive producer. And I think some of our best executive producers have been associate producers for some time, then oh, yes. transition yeah. to that, you know. So that beautiful mix is actually where what makes uh, Shebang Motion Pictures actually a great career place uh, for somebody who's been doing production for two years, three years, you know. I think that is what we really are able to get the most of. And, you know, I think Abhiman, you spoke about also people coming out of uh, uh, college or university, yep. becoming as trainee producers, then going to associate producer very quickly once they've you know demonstrated their skill, uh, also without facing too much pressure. So that's another career path that we're seeing at Shebang Motion Pictures as well. I think it's also um, I think one thing that makes us very interesting as a production house is that uh, the role of an executive producer is very debated in the industry. What the executive producer normally does is handle money, handle big picture handle the larger functioning of a department. Yeah. Right? How much money is coming in, how much is going out, and what we're doing with it. Um, but I feel what happens at Motion Pictures is that as associate producers are growing, it gives, say, us an opportunity to look at what their strong traits are. Hmm. Right? Which is why we have executive producers who are very strong with money and business and, say, timelines. We also have executive producers that like to focus more on the creative. Hmm. Right? So we have people for very different kinds of projects, whether it's uh, like you were saying, like if it's a big budget automobile film hmm. versus a narrative film for a Masi grocery brand, right? We have different talents for that and we encourage that ability to kind of grow into yeah. various... Now, that's a great point about having both the skills, having the creative skill as well as the business skill and you may have one in a higher proportion than the other and that there's right. still a space for you inside of a growing production team. Absolutely. I think, you know, at the time of shooting this, I think we're between our two production hubs about 55 to 57 people on production yeah. alone yeah. so uh, you know that's a fairly large production team that we have uh, across skill sets uh, i'm just switching gears also to the executive producer because you bring out a good point about managing business and you know within our structure we also have the executive producers responsible for growing our businesses right uh, you know so the idea that uh, you know i think in all of the other podcasts if you've been seeing any of the other podcasts, or if you haven't as well, it's a, you know, we're, we're a, I don't think we shy away from the fact that we're a fa fairly target-driven company, and growth is important to us. So, you know, high quality is super, super important, and that's the first thing in serving the client's business to ensure that they've got the best possible output is important to us. Uh, at the same time, the, the second thing that's also very important to us is growing the business and running the business in a very uh, uh, kind of focused fashion, if you may. And the executive producer, you know, I think that's where another difference between the industry executive producer and our executive producer is, Definitely. right? Because we have uh, the executive producer also in charge of growing and mining businesses and working with the other units in the company. Right. Uh, 
or even with our uh, business development units to build business for uh, you know some of the things that we do inside of Shebang Motion Pictures. So how are you guys managing that and you know how should an executive producer who's joining us you know, what's the perspective they should come in with? Well, firstly, I do believe that it's also a byproduct of us being part of a larger agency. In other production houses, that opportunity may not exist. For mm. us, we are in the room mm. with the okay. people managing the brands. We are in the room with the BD team who's telling us what brands are coming on board. Right? So it allows us to be part of that larger conversation. Right. Uh, I think uh, just going back or tying it back to what Abhi said a, a little initially, we've imbibed this culture in SMB where there is always a guiding force or a helping hand regardless of what uh, designation you're at. So uh, I know we say that the tasks that the producers usually do are, are close to the same almost, but it's a range of tasks or range of skill sets that they possibly need to have, which is on the production side, which is more operational. And then of course, when you're having that bigger picture conversation with the client where it is uh, dealing with the client, asking for their, I mean, getting the requirements out, uh, getting it done on, on film. So I think with the executive producer also it becomes, uh, we kind of try to test the person that is working on the project to see where he is lacking or where he or she is lacking or what can be improved. And accordingly, we kind of give them projects. So let's say an associate producer, once they become an executive producer, because there is so many, there's that range of skill sets that you have to be perform well at, which is not only the creative part, not only handling the money part, we test them in different ways by letting them have the conversation of building business, speaking to clients, getting, being proactive and going to these brands, approaching them and letting them know that we have, uh, we have access to a lot of the cool new technology that is out in the business and that is something that we can offer them. So going to them with that, bringing those solutions right. to them is something. So what I'm, what I'm hearing from this is I'm hearing now just three or four things that we're seeing as trends, right? One is we're seeing that this interplay between the executive and the associate producer and associate producers strengthening themselves in such a way as being able to be executive producers. Uh, when you are an executive producer, the second big theme that I'm seeing is that you're going to have multiple skill sets and the proportions of your skill sets as an executive producer may, may be varying. As Shebang Motion Pictures, we're not saying an executive producer has to be one way or another right. way. So that's another thing that I'm hearing. And therefore, as an executive producer, you know, I think if you're joining us, then that's another big thing for you to work with us on and with the leadership of Shebang Motion Pictures on is that, you know, hey, where is my skill set really strong at? And then what kind of projects and what kind of uh, work can I do to fit in to maximize my skill set? Exactly. You know, and that's what makes it then a fully fulfilling place for us, uh, you know, for us to work with you and you to work with us right. at the same time. Yeah, I think in general for anyone uh, considering uh, the move, joining Shabang Motion Pictures, I think as a motto in general, something that we have is that when we discover a gap in knowledge, hmm. our approach is not to step on it, our approach is only to keep it on the side so that we can approach it and hmm. hit it and make sure that gap is filled. Hmm. Because there are always places that you can fill in these gaps. Right? Yeah. It's, that's the rule of production. Yeah. That you can hire, you can allocate resources, you can do what is your strong suit. Right. And make sure there is another party to still deliver to the client in terms of what you yeah. want. Yeah, and I think then therefore the overarching strong suit that we're looking for is a, a deep respect and an understanding of creativity to deliver the product. Whereas a, as well as a strong business understanding. Yeah which allows you to govern this business well. Uh, and then we've got all the other teams also, right? So, you know, let's talk a bit more about, uh, you know, actually this, this business part of the executive producer, I just want you to touch a little bit upon that also because that is different. So, you know, how uh, you mentioned that we're sitting inside of a larger unit and that's why we're able to tap into that. But how should an executive producer really be tapping into the other elements of what Shebang offers to be able to grow 
the shebang motion pictures business well for me for me what i look at is um, because we have tried this right because it's something that we have tried experimented with we have failed we have succeeded right i think uh, it's one of the things right one of the traits that i think an executive producer needs to have is your people management skills right because the reality is that while there are many clients that we can proactively pitch to hmm. we can't be pitching blind because right. that overall makes us look bad in the long run right. we want to build long relationships not one off films correct right correct. so i think the the benefit that the agency gives us say for example the way i would do it is that i have the opportunity to understand how say if i'm interested in approaching a client i have a bd team and a top management team to understand what this business has been doing for the past year right. what obstacles the teams involved have hit with said client so it allows me and the producers to realign the way we approach the pitch right right if we are approaching a client that say is strongly working with shabang's tech team Yeah. We have a bunch of insights about how they work, where they where they uh, drive their traffic, right. what they focus on, and things like that. So I think it's it's a little bit less to do with mm. just getting in the room. Yeah, we have a we have a potential to know exactly what the client wants before we get into the room, which is a huge advantage. Right. So let's get Akshay's view also yeah. on this. You know, in terms of like who would be the right people inside the company to speak to if you know jo you're joining as an executive producer. Uh, so one is Abhi. Abhi, you put some great points about. knowing the client uh, from your perspective also you know what's the best way you think an executive producer can make the most of uh, you know generating more volume and of work yeah. inside of shebang motion picture abhi left off that i think the advantage of someone working with within the shebang ecosystem is that the fact that we already have so many brands on retainership uh, which we can already tap into basis the kind of work that we do with them on the content or on the influencers or the rest of the kind of stuff that we do with them in, in any case so um, i think the advantage that we have is that we exactly know what the client requires and sort of video somewhere has become a very integral part of all that we usually pitch to our clients um, so from that perspective it it makes the producer life a lot more simpler because they already have a sitting base of about 100 120 brands they can really go out and sort of you know get a lot more work from um, but i think for the producers for example you know working directly with the vice presidents or with the group solution managers directly because those guys are the ones who are owning the entire campaign and the overall strategy so right. just to see where video can sort of fit into the larger brand mandate for the year um, you know and usually we have our uh, periods of time where we are planning for the aops we're planning the entire years you know plan of action for the brands i think working with the the vps working with the gsms figuring out you know how can video play an integral part of driving business mm -hmm. effectiveness um is is one conversation that the producers can sort of start having with the teams and they do anyway in any case um and what we seen is that a lot of times even for the solutions guys the brands that they're working with they typically have a a, a brief or like a thought in place which is probably adding some value to an ongoing campaign or a plan that's being pitched to the client uh, in the in the coming few days so uh, i think from that perspective the proactiveness of coming to the production team working with an approver working with you guys just to sort of you know round their brief slightly better go back with stronger concepts um, then mm -hmm. i think the pitching becomes a lot more collaborative from that perspective and the client sees value of actually getting thoughts from production team right in the conceptualization phase but they know okay fine this kind of a script is possible versus mm -hmm. not in the yeah. timeline in the budget so i think that collaboration yeah. plays a very key part of also i think fueling uh, the creativity plus of course making it more realistic for most of the the pitches that we do yeah i think there's also one more thing here is that so there's two parts you've touched upon one yeah. is the proactive pitching to brands 
and second is that when the brand actually does want to spend with us. Yeah. Uh, so the proactive pitching to brands, I think both of you have raised this point about therefore knowing what's happening with the client uh, and also knowing when not to pitch. So it's not just about you know pitching to everybody but knowing that hey you know actually value may not be derived right now. Uh, for example, if a brand is spending a lot of money on a new launch or they're bringing something new into the market, uh, then it would be the perfect time to pitch something like this. Or if they're saying that they're seeing a rampant increase in market share, uh, because of just growth of category and therefore then a piece of content makes sense which we don't have you know that's where I think that's where uh, producers just become another added brain if you may yeah. uh, you know to, to the marketing challenge and the second part which is where we can bring Apurva in you know because that's the role of the agency producer and uh, second part is that you know the clients come to us saying that hey you know we decided what we want to shoot we like the script that you've written uh, it makes sense we want to shoot it with you guys and then there's, uh, you know, most of the time the integrated solutions team which is working with uh, the agency producer. So uh, maybe Apurva, you want to talk a little bit about how that process works? I think, uh, I think after joining Shebang, it's something I've realized that an agency producer kind of plays a really, really important role uh, to bridge the gap between your uh, Shebang motion pictures team and the client servicing team. Wherein we, wherein the agency producer actually understands exactly how much the client would want to spend on something that they want to create. And if it is, uh, I would say if, if their vision is something exceeding their budget, it is my job as an agency producer to give them a solution as to how to do it in that particular budget that they have. Without compromising Without the creative. Without compromising yeah. on any sort of quality and giving our best. Right. Our best foot forward. Right, right. So, uh, you know, just... And, and how does that, uh, you know, I'm also trying to take this conversation, you know, from the point of view of uh, creative talent who wants to join us or is just about to join us, you know, maybe you want to talk a bit more about how that process happens because, you know, for creative talent, it's typically creative talent wants to get a great output delivered. Always. Uh, you know, and, and I think it's important to specify here that, you know, for us as Shebang Motion Pictures, yes, we've spoken a lot about the business and we've spoken a lot about that, but ultimately, we want to do really kick-ass creative work uh, which people enjoy doing. So, you know, when that kind of a scenario happens, because that's a typical scenario, like you'll, you'll have a client which will say that, you know, I've got X lakh rupees to do but a film. But I want to do something uh, like this. But, you know, I mean, there's a typical that, you know, you're that classic meme of client expectation and budget. And, budget, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think that's something that we, I would say to, to a large extent, we've been able to fulfill the balance between that, you know, and that's something that we do reasonably well. So, uh, how do you kind of make that happen and you know how should a director or a producer who's working or joining the company how should they be working with you to get that perfect balance going yeah yeah so i think uh, you can answer that question because going back to the first thing we said we've kind of inculcated so much talent now that has worked across all these budgets right? yeah so yeah, when, yeah. A, when a client comes to us with an x amount of money and they're expecting x uh, hmm. uh, quality hmm. we have uh, a lot of resources in-house who can figure out okay maybe we can't deliver this quality but we can definitely try to deliver something like this right there is somebody who's always available to reference and things like that so i think apurva and the other agency producers in uh, our team they can kind of manage that managers expectations because through referencing and things like that because so far we've worked on a lot of budgets and i think mm -hmm. there is always a second route to go back to the client with wherein we're not compromising on quality but delivering something probably different yeah but yeah that is yeah that yeah so are, that's a lot of what you do or you, you work with the directors correct, to do that correct. right so because that's where sometimes i feel like also what happens in our teams 
is that uh, you know and that's that's particularly something that we over time fixed really well which is that we've we see that hey the client wants something but often when the client is saying i want something they're not fixated on exactly that but they want something like something that something to do yeah something around that yeah and then you know most of the time the client may not understand the intricacies of production saying okay here you know for this these would be the cost inputs uh, but therefore we give you another kind of treatment so a lot of that uh, treatment references is you plus plus the larger team basically who sits down to brainstorm as to how we can approach the problem in hand right so right. i would also say it's so that. important for communication because one of his one of the agency producers major skills is yeah. also the way we communicate this because for it's been an obstacle that exists for a long time yeah right from the get go we've been facing situations where we also have a deep need to make the film that we have written right and we get that from creative from the agency we have a big campaign going we don't want to compromise on that hmm. so i believe that the idea is also the slot that the agency producer takes up is a place where the first communication that goes to the client has to be managed smartly hmm. that's the way we do this because we have been presenting multiple treatments alternate treatments and all that to clients for a long time right but the reality of it is that they have paid for a certain service hmm. you have to not lower their expectations but give them a clearer idea of what their expectations yeah. should be hmm. and to do that the agency producer might need to bring in say because this a very recent example is that we were facing a little bit of a creative i would say mix up on a project it hmm. wasn't getting greenlit because creatively we were not hitting the bill it was the agency producer's prerogative to bring in the creative team someone like an aditya who has done this and more to give us objective feedback on it so that we could be pointed in the right direction so the agency producer also acts as a conduit for the entire company towards the solution hmm hmm and also let's talk a bit about uh, you know so the agency producer also has a role when it comes to we have uh, you know we're pitching to clients who may not be necessarily clients of the agency right so you guys are uh, always growing the business and now increasingly more we are getting more focused on uh, doing production business for clients who may not be just creative clients for us um you know so how does that process really work in terms of you know the writing to the uh, creative treatment and you know also therefore i think also want to touch a bit upon the idea of therefore then producers also interacting more with customers directly uh, because our producers also do interact a bit more with the with the clients uh so i think there's you know in the shebang producer we're getting a little bit more business orientation a little bit more client understanding while the topmost priority being the creative priority so you know how does that system work differently versus when you have a uh, inbound happening inbound from the shebang system into uh, shebang motion pictures and here you're pitching outside right because you're then you're hearing the brief etc that's a lot of the work that you're doing so how how do producers prepare for that and you know what what should they be doing when they enter the system prepare for external briefs that come straight to yeah, smb yeah yeah so i think uh, we already have access to so many writers directors i mean we have a range of directors in our team as well yeah. so for us when each brief comes we take it as a, a separate assignment and then we kind of brainstorm on it with all our directors and our internal creative resources and i think uh, then the pitching process becomes pretty straightforward post that once we understand the requirements of the client what kind of budgets they have to play with Yeah. And it's easier for us to be in the room. Again, it's easier because we have a BD team that we can just get in touch with. They'll open doors for us in, into different clients' offices and different brands that we want to attack. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's easier. 
now because we have an agency. Again, again, there is that nuance of also understanding which client to pitch to, not pitch to. So okay. I just want to reiterate that. And also I think then therefore also comes the opportunity for the directors joining us saying that, you know, one of the things is that you get to work across a variety of projects. Uh, at the same time, you're also kind of uh, uh, getting into the mold of pitching projects and therefore strengthening your portfolio from that perspective that you have a variety of work, not just of brands under our roof, but even uh, right. outside of the roof. But I mean, even under our roof, we've got a good diversity of brands, right. but nevertheless, that that plus more is what we're encouraging uh, even more. And, uh, you know, we, we, then we, when it comes to, uh, so we've spoken a bit about production. We've spoken, uh, you know, we've sp you guys have beautifully articulated this symphony between the associate producer and the executive producer. We've spoken a bit about the agency producer and how the rest of the company can work with the agency producer. We've touched a bit, sprinkled on directors. Uh, you know, the other critical component is that we've got a very strong post team uh, and we've got a strong music composition team. Um, you know, so, so just a little bit about for the producers joining us, an idea on how the post team is. Um, and if you're a post producer joining our team also, then you know, what really is the team structure like? Um, you know, it would be great to get a sense from, uh, you know, from both of you on that. Uh, I think uh, fortunately we've uh, grown to a space now where we have uh, a lot of the usual above the line crew in production. Uh, we have them in house. So uh, it becomes very easy for us uh, to get quality films made in uh, tighter budgets. Uh, with our post team now, uh, I think we can safely say we have across all post production capabilities, we have somebody who can do it for you. That includes 3D, that includes motion graphics, that includes typography videos, uh, general animation and editing, of course. So, uh, yeah. So there What is about elements of grade? So, I, I would uh, say that there are certain decisions that I, we look at as a larger perspective, right? There's some stuff that it makes sense to in-house, hmm. right? Even the departments that, even the roles that Aaron mentioned, it's also a very careful decision that we take. Yeah. Right, basis bandwidth, basis the scale of the project. There are yeah. often many occasions when a director's vision or a producer's vision requires another service. Right. So it's always about plugging in uh, the right kind of talent. Mm. Right. So even with our say music composition wing, I think that's very important because right now we do everything. We yeah. have composers who can from scratch create a music track. We have someone to mix and master. Right, and all these help yeah. the producers reduce their budgets. But at the same time, something like a grade or something like uh, a specialized online work, right? It might not make sense for a company to in-house that simply mm. because of the larger investment. Not in yet. Not yet. But I think there's also another good point that you make is about, you know, uh, while we do have all of these capabilities, what we also have is we don't have unlimited, cap unlimited uh, bandwidth in those capabilities. Right. So I think if you're a producer and you're working with shebang motion pictures, one of the things that you got to gauge is that at the time when your project is on, you know, do you have the, do you have the bandwidth, the, do the internal teams have the bandwidth to take it up? Also, is it matching with the director's creative vision? Right. Uh, you know, so for example, like 3D, we have a 3D capability uh, in shebang motion pictures, but 3D work is also time consuming. Right. Uh, you know, so if we're already working on two projects on 3D, we, can we take up a third? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, or even if we do have the capability, is that 3D artist's job going to be f fulfilling the director's creative vision? Right. 
if there is some budget, then we obviously look at it outside. So I think that's the way we kind of look at it on post also. I think it's also, I think one, one big thing that I look at for any executive producer is that what we have built is a huge base with a lot of resources, right? right? I think a big part of a producer's life is also look at the what if, the worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. An executive producer is supposed to be able to pull off the job, whether there are in-house editors or in-house music composers or not, hmm. right? So I think the idea of working with the post team is a very easy affair, hmm. right? It is giving a requirement and it's far easier to do that because they're in-house employees, hmm. right? But it's always about the decision you take, how you want to go about it, hmm. right? And obviously if you're an executive producer and you have a larger perspective of the business, then like you're saying, you will have a larger idea of bandwidth hmm. as well and how you distribute projects, hmm. you know? But it's also a, a specific choice that you need to make and how you go about yeah. it. Got but this is also not to say that I think our uh, post-production team is constantly pushing the envelope in terms of their capabilities. Uh, like we spoke about growth, we also pay real attention to the growth of our editors as gr making them better at their skill set, making them better. So I know there are, we do have a couple of editors who do know how to grade and they don't have to do a really professional grade, but of course it comes down to the director's choice, like yeah. we said. But that's a great point, you know, talk, can you talk a little bit about like how we are growing skills in post-production, like specifically, like, you know, software-wise or like what, right. what are some of the things we're working on? So, uh, as an example, I'll take it, uh, in Bangalore, we have, I think, three editors now who, uh, we kind of got them the training to start learning DaVinci, which is one of these grading softwares. And they, have, week on week, every Saturday, they would meet up and now they know the software in and out. So, for example, if there is an opportunity for us to give it to them, or the, we, we have that offering now. We can go up yeah. to the director and tell them that we have these people who are really good at this. Uh, we also have, like I mentioned, the 3D artists. They are constantly trying to up their game in terms of what they can actually create in terms of product shoots that we can do, or creating 3D renders of, uh, we work a lot with Xiaomi and other tech brands, right? Which is always, the need is always for these 3D renders. So they can do this now. Hmm. So we focus on each editor. I also think we take into account what they want to eventually do. We don't block them in. For example, a lot of the editors in Bangalore also animate because they showed interest in that. Yeah. So we allow them to do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point about how, uh, you know, and also the world of motion, particularly at the, you know, there's, there's like two worlds right now as I see it. You know, one is the big TVC world, which is, which works in a certain way. Uh, and it works with certain processes also because it works with bigger budgets. There's fewer chances for error and there's fewer chances for experimentation. I mean, I mean, yeah, the yeah. stakes are higher. Yeah, the stakes so, are. you, I mean, you, an error could have larger ramifications is what I mean. Uh, and then there is a work which is a high volume, you know, high output just, but lot of space for experimentation and energy. You know, those two worlds are kind of working with, uh, in tandem with each yeah. other. And, uh, you know, so, so I think that's also another interesting thing for people working inside the setup is like the constant movement between both these worlds, because that is what is required for us to be super successful as a, you know, as a house as we go along, because I don't think there's only one of these worlds that we can live in, uh, you know, going, going uh, forward. To be honest, I fundamentally disagree with that a little bit, uh, because I feel like there is no big TVC world and lower world, I feel there is an outside production world and there is our way, hmm. right? Uh, the shebang way is admittedly very different from anyone else. And what Aaron hmm. was talking about, for example, uh, the way animators, designers, editors for that matter, work in other production units, it's a very, uh, it's almost considered BTL, below yeah. the line crew, right? Where you get a brief 
timestamps. This is what you're going to do. Line mm. it up. Mm. Send it to us. Right. Right. Uh, but overall, I think the philosophy of the team is that you don't stick to the role that you've been hired for. Essentially, we allow you the we allow you the space to grow, mm. which means that if you have animators in Shabang, these animators are allowed to give their opinions, be part of the larger discussions. Right, which is a, I think it's also something that we have borrowed from the agency, right? Where the agency started bringing in art directors to overlook the aesthetic of a brand. Hmm. The animator also plays that role, right? So I do believe that a certain there are many roles in the SMP team that we have modified according to the human beings because at the end of the day, it's not just a bunch of roles. Right. There are human beings that are doing these roles. Right. So right. I think that's a very important. Difference in how Shabang operates versus any Got other. It. Yeah, maybe that's a better way to put it. The outside. We are working versus. We do the same things, right? We do the big TV. We just do it a well. little differently. We do it differently. Yeah. And and you know while we're talking about the big TVCs, maybe you want to just spend a bit more time on that also. You know, if you're an executive producer who's entering the company or an associate producer, um, or uh, you know even on post or direction, um, you know, big TVC. How does that really the workflow of that that happen? You know, we've not spoken about our line production, uh, so maybe a bit. Touching upon how we do line production and uh, you know how that works itself out for a large uh, project. Sure, uh, I think line production in general is something that's very subjective, right? Because it's always a project cost, right? Yes, we do have some fixed vendors that we work commonly with, but since we're talking about the different levels of films we do and the different grades, the different financial values, there are always options that are available to us. Essentially, the role of a line producer is to procure below the line elements for the team. Hmm. Logistics, crew members, setting boys, spot boys—that's what they do. Lights. I would say, see, you still get in touch with the light vendor. Right. Right. Your line producer is still managing your cost heads. Right. The line producer is the guy you go to to say, "This is how much I've received as a cost from this vendor. Knock it down, or let's understand the requirement a little further." So I'd say, as a team, over the past five, six years, we have moved, I think, into a more uh, fluid space when it comes to line production. Because, say, in Bangalore. There is an absence of, I would say, the requirement of having a line producer isn't always there, which is why yeah. you have in-house resources taking care of the logistics. Hmm. Thereby, there is a long-run huge save on money, and the quality you can see a massive increase because you have only in-house parties working towards the project, hmm. right? Which is where it differs because you mentioned a big TVC process. I'd say the only difference is that there are more obstacles for us to. Climb in that sense, right? Because when you do a big TVC, it comes with big names, hmm. right? And I would say a big TVC, we can also call them the digital celebrity films we do, right? Because that's where it changes the game. Where the producer or the agency, we don't have full control over what we're hiring and what we're hiring for. Hmm. Some of that is up to the brand, right? And say when we're working with a specific celebrity or a director, because we recently did Castrol. Tiger Shroff had a very strong say in the crew that was working on the project, and mm. these are things that you can't evade. So I think it's just a matter of the producer and the production team knowing how much extra time you need or how much extra money, because the financial and time effort investment mm. is just that much more. Yeah, all while uh, you know, it's interesting to refer to that film because while you're doing that, you also got to then still ensure that that quality is, yeah. you know, at the level that we desire for it to be. Uh, and that one is certainly one of those where we've got a lot of uh, high action sequences, and we've got mm -hmm. a lot of, but it's great lighting also, and you know, just great. Yeah, and I would say honestly, because you mentioned the consequences and the stakes, I think the stakes are the same. Right? In whatever project we do, we will find a place where a consequence makes sense. Right? So even if if it's a, I would say a smaller project, 
right? Say it's a project for a digital brand versus a TVC. Yes, the money that the brand spends to put the film on TV is one thing, but say for example, if we look at it from our perspective, it is about the larger relationship we have with the client, hmm. right? So for us, I think that's how we also look at things because the consequence isn't necessarily okay, big TVC, we're spending this much money on this guy. What's going to yeah, happen? Yeah, no, it's no, I, I, I get that because I mean the larger company will spend a larger amount on a film. A smaller company will spend a smaller amount, but as a percentage of what it matters to them yeah, is equally yeah. uh, important. I think it's also interesting how we work with line producers in within Shebang because. Um, Usually in the industry, there's a pretty clear-cut way. It's an institution that's set up. You get in touch with the line producer, he takes care of everything, right? But what we've done is we've managed to, we have certain line producers that we work with that give us an in-depth uh, view of different elements in that production, which allows the producer to then kind of uh, work. Move things around, pick and choose. Move things around, pick and choose vendors that they would like to work with. It's very fluid, so it allows you a more a very interesting in-depth view of actually how the production is happening and on the bigger shoots of course you know with the Tiger Show I'm assuming we had around 250-300 people as crews so I think that's where the executive producer uh, his metal or her metal is tested in those situations because there are so many external vendors that you have to kind of communicate with and you have usually with these celebrity shoots you have eight hours right to get it done so putting together all those pieces getting creative getting the operational parts done I think that is a real test and I think we do that really wonderfully because of how we work with our language. So when it comes to, uh, you know, working in an external film setup like this, who's the one who's communicating with all the different vendors that we work with? So ideally it should be the line producer, but because of the way we work with them, it, it if the producer feels like his or her strength lies in that communication, they can take it up, which hmm. has happened so many times. Yeah. Strength lies or in that particular project is required for them to do right, that. Right, right. Or sometimes it just it just uh, it's a negotiation tactic, right? Yeah. It's a it's an escalation tactic, right? Mm. Where a line producer say approaches a vendor for a certain cost, the I the sheer idea of okay now Shebang Motion Pictures is entering the discussion. Right. These guys are the one paying me. Right. So now my reaction is going to be different. So I mm. also think it's a it's a way for producers to craft their communication mm. because at the end of the day, I think for anyone thinking of joining us, we don't have a fixed way of doing things. Yes. I think the, the biggest thing that we encourage is that, say, because we've been working with one line production team for a while, that is not a fixed thing, right? We invite producers to come in, pick and choose the way you want to work. At the end of the day, the product has to be a certain level mm. and a certain... Yeah, I think while you say we don't have a fixed way, we do have some things fixed, like, you know, the, the have, structure, I think the... Have, I think I we mean, have a lot starting of, points. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. We, have, we have it available for you we to come in map. and do. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's up to you to come in and build on it the way you want to work on it Got because it. at the end of the day, these are humans, right? That every producer works differently. I think it's just to add, I think some of the best work that we've seen have been the ones where the EP and the AP have been directly been talking to the client directly, servicing them, being in touch with the client and sort of getting the, the feedback directly from the client. I think it adds much more value because they yes. know exactly where the client's coming from and are able to imbibe that and make the the, the changes or the tweaks as yeah, and they can give you real time suggestions of of and yeah. real time suggestions of how the film can be better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, you don't have to go through different mediums for communication through that way. Yeah. Like you yeah. can just speak to the client and tell them this is a nice way of doing it. We can even try it like yeah. this. And I think the client I think just takes them so much more seriously, right? I think when it comes from an authority saying I know how this is done. Yeah. Like the client tends to believe those people so much more from that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also think it's uh, just to go back to this because we haven't uh, really talked about this, but that's where the connection of us and creative comes in. Yeah. 
right? Because while yes, it is a possibility for all our producers because we expect them to have people management and communication skills. Yes, all of them can pick up the phone, have a full conversation with the client. Yeah. But I feel what the advantage we have, this fantastic boon that we have, is that we also have the guys who have built the campaign, who know what this team is doing hmm. for this entire quarter, yeah. what the communication is, because we have them. It just, I think it's up to producers also to empower that team, right? Because yeah. we have seen this on projects where, yes, like you said, an authority figure in the client's eyes steps in and provides, I would say, a tangible consequence, right? Because that's essentially what a producer does. Yeah. If there are multiple changes coming in on scripts, one of the ways to solve it is a producer to come and say, guys, we might need to say, charge you extra. It might take us extra time. Thereby, there might be these consequences to your release date. Yeah. I believe that's important. But at the end of the day, it's very important for the client also to feel that the guy who's holding the reins on my campaign is still taking control over this. So let's say, for example, I make it a point to, if I'm calling up a client, I'm calling up that client, letting them know that I'm calling you after speaking to the guy who's written your script. He has given me these pointers. I've spoken to the director. Now I am coming to you. Yeah. You know, that's something that most other companies don't have. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, again, it's having that access to people in like solutions in the agency because some of them have such fantastic relationships that they've built with clients over the years, right? So you don't necessarily have to fight the client by yourself. You have somebody who can, who has yeah. a relationship with them that they can do to you. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's very important to know what you have to say, but yeah. it's as important to know who it should come from. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And I think we, you know, to end with, we just touch a bit upon the photography hub and some of the in-house capabilities that we're building. Uh, for you know just volume uh, so maybe you guys want to talk a bit about that you know in terms of I know you already touched upon the fact that in some cases we are in housing line production so that's had a reduction yeah. cost whereas also improved quality uh, so you know that's in both our production units at some end it's happening uh, and uh, you know photography is another place where we're seeing a lot of different skills and capabilities evolve so you know where's that going I, in fact, uh, I feel like there's been a magnificent transformation over there because initially we looked at these things or I would say our business looks at these things as a cost-saving measure, yep. right? The initial thought was let's uh, figure out our low-end production and let's make smarter decisions with how we spend our money. What it has become is that from, say, just to take a hypothetical, like, say, I would say look at Shebang 808, right? Adit, who leads Shebang 808, used to be an editor in our team, composed a few tracks for a few directors, Directors happen to like it. Cli big clients, like an Estee Lauder, like a Lakme, happen to like it. That gave him a showreel, right? What has ended up happening with, say, a Shebang 808 and with the art team and with the photography team is that it's not just about a money-saving opportunity. Now it's really a skill that we can capitalize on. We are capable of doing, since we're sitting over here, we have done so many shoots in this exact area, right? Where the office floor has been transformed into God knows what. A bar. An entire film set. Yeah. Right, and that's not that's not simply because we've gotten feedback from our producers. It's not just about the money saving over here. When they're working with our in-house resources, it's no more about I saved one or two yeah. lakhs on art. It's director expected a certain level of quality. We have gotten three X. Yes. Right, where yeah. say a resource like say someone who started off in the solutions team servicing beauty clients has now grown into a person who specializes in product styling, which is such an incredible. Uh, piece of news for us to grow into. Yeah. So I feel like that's also something that we're trying. Uh, no, and, and that's actually a great point that you yeah. make even for anybody who's listening from another department. Uh, you know, if you made it this way to watch it 
where you know we've seen the interplay between departments but also very importantly if you have a very strong visual aesthetic or a visual eye that's one place to move in if you have a musical eye that's one place right. to move into if you have like the ability to direct that's one place to move into you know because i think the thing is the thing with creative talent today is that all of us have been born into a creative world which is kind of allowing us to play with multiple skill sets and you do a bit of it and you suddenly got a portfolio and you can go into yeah. it uh, and i think this other great point that you make also is uh, for us in housing is not a just a cost saving measure yeah. but is really a measure of getting teams to be able to work together more seamlessly and you know make that symphony happen a lot better because i think the function is that you spend more time on things and they get they get yeah. you know more more strong right so we as an example we have a uh someone in our team in bangalore called anish dati who started off as a dop uh, since we have we used to do the smaller videos with jaumi uh, as jaumi started trusting us and they wanted to make the same they wanted to make more dynamic content right uh, so we anish slowly started directing films and he's made some very very cool films all in house completely done in house we directed it by ourselves in house we the art was done in house we did the animation we did the editing and it's come out super well like it's something that i feel like uh had we and it wasn't even a thing you could write because sometimes with post production led films right it's just about how cool you can make it look yeah so it allowed him that freedom to go ham basically just yeah. make whatever he wanted and it's come out really well yeah for sure and i mean that's that's the kind of uh, creative culture also that we are building here so if you have uh you know crews that you're working with or people that you're working with and you join us then you know and you feel like they would add a great mix to what we do uh then that's what we're looking for and uh, yeah so i think that kind of rounds up if i i if i may if i have missed something on this one i think it's one thing to add from the from the creator uh, you know that the entire creator perspective that now that we have our own studio for example we have our own lights we have our own camera i think that that sort of empower teams to actually come and experiment more, more importantly right. and you know like since we have photographers in house we have art stylists in house we have post production guys i think that's given a lot of the teams internally confidence that you know i can i can proactively pitch, pitch something some, to my yeah. client and you know, actually show the client the end product during the pitching phases in self right and right. i think that's given even teams internally a lot of confidence that we can do this we can do this in collaboration with the smp team and sort of you know give a little more uh, to the client as compared to just giving references you know and, right and, uh, no i think that's that's a yeah. bad point because yeah. if you look at it it's not just about the experimentation and say shooting something in the studio right because it's a larger perspective where the smp team is still a creative consultant at the end yes. of the day yeah whether a client has 10 lakhs or 1 crore there is a business solution to it and it is up to the ep to discover that business solution not alone we have advisors around us creatives around us as well to come to that decision yeah. at, at least more about the mindset right they come with that like we we will find you a solution irrespective of what the limitations or resources that yeah. are being presented yeah. to us and um, i think that that's that's a beautiful part of how the collaboration works with the teams as well internally which is i think what differentiates us from most of the traditional you know uh, production houses right like we we can we can do all of this because we're so closely integrated uh you know in our mindsets in the way the culture sort of built within the teams as well yeah. and our range of offerings has increased exponentially right because now you've seen that on certain shoots clients are expecting uh big films yes but they also want a lot of smaller assets which we can do now with the i mean it's a snap of our fingers right we have photo like on big films we have also little photo setup that we usually do we can do reels at the same time we can do so many different things at the same time on one production day Yeah and I think that's also that's something we didn't actually touch upon right it's also that uh, 
it took i would say the production team also had to learn it the hard way right um, because for us and for our clients what they really required for us it's a film right the perspective yeah. is yes there is business that we want to do there are films that we want to make hmm. but there are ways to sell it smartly yeah you can't always go and say hey i want to make this fantastic film too it's going to be really funny you yeah. know we're going to do this but the idea is that usually we win the business by looking at what we can accomplish other than that speaking to the internal teams just say a gsm or a vp telling us that okay i'm trying to build this instagram layout for my client right and you're pitching a film that's going to cost a certain amount of money going to your client and saying look give me money for the film i'm going to give you an instagram jet right right we have the potential to do that because we have the resources now right and it's not always the same crew we have or like even additional members. stuff like one is instagram grade or like if you're dealing with doctors or if you're dealing with a mechanic sales force oh, yeah. then i'm going to do stuff for them because then that yeah. becomes critical parts of the business i think castrol uh, is a very good example in yeah, fact because yeah. on day 1 for castrol we had our beautiful aesthetic stunts bike stunts tiger dancing and things like that for our main shoot we had a second day where it was only digital content we had an in-house director work on that with an in-house production team right and we accomplished a huge number of assets for castrol right so for the client their business objective was we need to get as much out of this celebrity as possible right. for us it was let's build a really incredible yeah. film not just get stuff both. out of the celebrity also yeah like how can the celebrity impact how much content can we build for the yeah and, and therefore impact yeah. large parts of the business but yeah yeah so awesome. castrol would be one film like that right which is like the big creative film we did like this a bit for amazon which was purely functional right yeah where it was we did it across three cities uh, a studio in each city every setup was done exactly identical to the one in the previous city and we could do that because we had internal teams working across all these three cities yeah. and then we could give them so much more in the plans oh, in next few years with unreal engine is going to be like yeah just one studio one same. studio same <laughs> we're going yeah. to game production don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay cool on that note i think yeah if you uh, thanks thanks for watching and uh, If you've just joined us, then welcome to Shabang Motion Pictures. You know these are some of the people that you're going to be working with, or if you're considering to work with us, then uh, you know this is the kind of conversation you will have and uh, the kind of work that will evolve. So, uh, so if you're considering uh, working with us, then thank you. We're very grateful. And uh, if you've joined us, then welcome. And uh, you know let's let's have a great ride.